Hey guys, welcome back to the Lombard Trucking Podcast for episode seven. Wow, holy shit, I cannot believe that I've made seven episodes and we're already here at the end of the year. I'm not going to lie, when it comes to the podcast thing, you know, I've always had friends of mine, people tell me in the past, we'd be having conversations, talking, drinking, doing whatever, and I would go off on one of my tangents about Connecticut history, the Hartford Whalers, you name it, and somebody would always chime in, you know, yeah, you know, dude, you should make a podcast, you should make one, and you know, like I've talked about, I've finally got gotten around to doing it, but I'm not going to lie, you know, this, this content shit is uh, harder than I thought it would be just like sitting down there talking, especially when it's just me talking to myself and I'm just drumming up this content out of nowhere. But regardless, like I, I got to give it to anybody out there who's making a podcast. And I kind of want to tip my cap to, you know, the hard factor boys who have a daily news podcast that they make every day and they have to research topics and really come along with an entire spiel for an hour long podcast to make the news, not only, worth listening to but funny at the same time and i give it to anybody out there a lot of my friends you guys have your own podcasts i listen to them and for what you whether it be about sports or life or what have you uh just a big big shout out to to you for doing it i mean and no, no i don't know anybody at least besides you know the hard factor guys and a couple of people i know of patreon who are doing this for money people are kind of just doing it for their own enjoyment and to kind of just get their word out there and you know, their opinions and shit like that. And, you know, it's cool. It's it's a way that brings us all together and kind of brings some voice back into each other's lives. You know, with social media, you don't get to really see people that much. But when it comes to this podcasting type world, I don't relate it to social media, so to speak. It's more or less a, a form of radio in, in a way. It's kind of like been an evolution of of radio broadcast, except it's just on a platform, a social media platform for our friends and really anybody out there to listen to. And that's important is listening to people, talking to people, engaging with people. That is more important than just these digital ruthless algorithms that feed us information and feed us exactly what we want to see and what we want to hear. So thank you all again for listening. I'm pumped to be here at episode seven. It's going to be the last episode of the year. I'm rounding out the year. I'm going to be on the road with my wife. She'll be able to see, you know, the underbelly of, of the American supply chain and see a little bit about my job. And I'm pumped. And with that, I really won't have a chance to record because we're going to be running and gunning, getting back up to Connecticut and then getting back to Texas for New Year's Eve. But let me talk about the last few weeks quick. I, I've got a cool show that I want to talk about. It's a lot of stuff that's just been going on in my brain. And I feel like this is the right episode to kind of regurgitate it right back out to you guys, because it's stuff that's just occupied a lot of real estate in my mind. And it's some of it's upsetting, some of it's uplifting. And it's just like it's stuff I want to share with you guys, and I think it's an important message to leave, especially as we approach the Christmas holiday and the new year. Before we get into all that, I kind of want to pick up right where we left off when I last recorded in Joplin. So I got back going over the road. I was going back east, and I knew I wanted to record episode seven on my next reset, and I knew that it was coming up shortly after I was going to be delivering a load to Raleigh, North Carolina. I had picked up a load in Springfield, Missouri, and it was going straight all the way to Raleigh. I actually took U.S. Route 60 through Southern Missouri 
And uh, I think there must be some Amish out there because there's some people who actually use for personal transportation, a horse and carriage. And I went through Kentucky down 24 towards Nashville. And then pick you pick up 40 and go east. Now, this is just a fun tip if you're if you are a commercial vehicle driver or you're just driving a truck and you're towing something across Tennessee and you're going into North Carolina, do not take 40 east all the way from East Tennessee, all the way from Knoxville and East Tennessee into North Carolina to Asheville. It, it sucks. Uh, I did it once because I was like, it says the miles are shorter when I was going out to Wilmington, North Carolina and that part of East Tennessee. I mean, you're, you're in, you're in the Appalachians right there. And if you're towing something, you got to be hitting the Jake brake and your engine brake all the way. And you're going 35 miles an hour down the, those hills. It sucks. If you got to get into North Carolina, especially the Raleigh-Durham area, you're just trying to make it to the coast. You are a lot better off getting on Interstate 81 east of Knoxville, taking that up, and then eventually uh, going south from there into North Carolina. But anyways, so I had to deliver this load in Raleigh. It was some large commercial-sized batteries that must go to uh, some sort of of large engines. I'm not really too too sure where they go. They was just going to some random warehouse. I didn't know where my next load was going to be from there. And so I was in a conversation with my dispatch, and I found out that we needed to go. My next load was going to be picking up some of those Walmart self-checkouts like I talked about in the last episode. We do this IT disposition. We get rid of... A lot of old technology for Walmart. We're picking up these self-checkouts up in Worcester, Mass, in Nashua, New Hampshire. And to get up there, I was to pick up a load that was brokered to us. Uh, my dispatch had brokered me a load to go from right on the Virginia-North Carolina border up to Windsor Locks, Connecticut. And from there, I would go to the Walmart stores in Worcester and Nashua, to pick up the self-checkouts. I am originally from Connecticut and I was like, oh, this is cool. I can, you know, on one of my nights off, I can maybe have dinner. I I didn't know how I was going to be rolling yet. I didn't know if I was going to do a reset. I didn't know if I was going to run recaps. Regardless, I was picking up this load on Wednesday afternoon. It didn't need to deliver until Friday morning. So I did a bulk of all the driving on Thursday. That was my plan. I was going to do all the driving on Thursday, get to Connecticut, have dinner with some friends and family, deliver it on, deliver it in Windsor Locks on Friday, and then be on my way. Then I found out, you know, some things changed. Long story short, I was able to do my full 34-hour reset up in Connecticut, and I left out early Sunday morning. So I kind of got an extra day at home, and it was really great. I, I crammed a lot of it into one weekend. Got some Peppy's Pizza on Thursday, went out with the the family, the parents. Friday, got to see some cousins I haven't seen in a long time and their beautiful family and their kids. Went out uh, downtown New Haven Friday evening, got some cigars at the Owl Shop, had some bourbon, saw some old friends I had seen in some time. Saturday, hung out in the Waterbury area, went to Nucci's Deli. Shout out, if you're in the area, you got to go. Best sandwich around right in town plot so there's a lot you can fit in in those two and a half days and when you're when you are a truck driver everything is so surrounded by this electronic log and everything's on a timetable and you're crunching and i i I feel very blessed to have been able to crunch 
all that activity in two short days. And that's why I didn't record episode seven over the weekend and why I'm recording it now, because sometimes this job will send you home or a home that you once had where you least expect it, or it sends you where you're near some friends and you know, they say life is short. And if you have the opportunity to do those things, you got to do it. I've always I've been telling myself that if I have the opportunity to do these things while over the road, you take advantage of it. Do not squander it. Be like, oh, I can get the extra 50 miles. And, you know, your paycheck's not going to change. You're going to make it up here or there. And eventually you're going to get yourself stuck someplace that really isn't cool. And you're going to be in the middle of nowhere. So when you have those shots, take advantage of it. I did it a couple of weeks ago in St. Louis. You know, I'm over the Mississippi River so many times and you see that goddamn arch. You got a time to do that reset, hang out in that city, go to a blues game, get the famous ribs. You do it. You, you got to do it uh, or else you're just going to regret it. And eventually you're going to start, you know, hating your job. But that's just a little bit of side advice there. And that's that's why I didn't record. I got lucky. Shout out to all my friends that I got to bump into. Some of you have said you've been listening to the podcast and you felt it's a way we've been able to keep in touch and I appreciate it. That's why I'm doing it. Okay, so moving forward, Christmas is coming up and this is an internal monologue that I've been having with myself and just thoughts that have come to mind were basically, is Christmas a holiday that everyone should celebrate? And look, I'm going to get a little philosophical in this. And like I said, I'm just sharing my thoughts on the piece. So by definition, Christmas is the date in which Christians, Catholics celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, who they consider the son of God. Okay. Not everybody out there is Christian, Catholic, Protestant, what have you. There was a lot of Jewish people out there, Muslims, Hindu, Buddhists, everywhere, especially in the United States. We got every motherfucker you can dream of. We got it all. That's why we're the best country, because we got all the best people. But okay, everybody seems to have this holiday off. Should they celebrate it? Is it something, you know, is it right that, you know, Christmas is this microcosm of society when they're, when, you know, not everybody is Christian? Is it inclusive to everybody? I believe it absolutely, without a doubt, is. And the reason why is because of Jesus Christ himself. The lessons that he tries to teach, whether you believe he's the son of God or not, you don't need to believe he's the son of God to listen to this guy's words. Now, look, he is a prophet to the Muslims. Jesus himself was of Jewish faith. So he's a he's a fucking guy. I think at least the three major major religions could take a couple notes from. And I think what the guy had to say is is worth is worth a damn and is worth his weight in gold to be perfectly honest this is a guy who lived a, a very humble life who did nothing but seemed to want to help people he he gave us the unwritten rules of love one another as i have loved you you know, treat others the way you want to be treated love and pray for your enemies you know he you know the beatitudes of blessed are the poor regardless of whether you think he's the son of god or not, this is a man who lived humbly and died with the intent of giving his life and sacrificing himself to to save mankind. That's a pretty fucking badass thing. 
I'm not going to lie. No matter how you look at it, this guy knew full well that he was going to be persecuted, you know, in a way by his own his own people, people who he loved. And his intent was, I am going to die to save mankind from their sins. You know what? There's not a lot of people out here who are doing and living the same type of lives. I think that's something worth celebrating for everybody. I think it's a lesson especially good around this time of year. This time of year is so crazy. It's so hectic. Seasonal depression is starting because we're getting all this less sunlight. It's it's a tough time of year for a lot of people. And when you if you just go back and kind of listen to what this guy was saying about, you know, loving others, taking care of each other and all that, you want to know what? I think it's a birthday kind of we can all get around. Hey, you can agree, you can disagree. That's fine. Shoot me a message, DM me, give me a call. I, I'd be, I'd love to talk to you about it. That's the reason why I'm even talking about it now is because I don't know who to talk to about it. So I was like, well, shit, let me put it on the podcast. Now, this is where I'm going to kind of get a little deep with the meaning of Christmas type thing. And I've been thinking about this a lot as I've been driving. And I've been thinking about how the hell I'm going to put this into words. I even tried typing this out. But fuck it. I'm just going to raw dog it and say it how it how it comes and kind of just leave it all out there. So, you know, right from when Thanksgiving ends, you notice all the lights, Santa Claus, the Christmas songs, you know, the, the whole Christmas season has kicked off. And a lot of people, I think, out there believe that it's just a, a gimmick or some marketing ploy to get people in the Christmas spirit to go buy gifts. And I I used to think that way, too, probably 10 years ago. Oh, it's all a fucking marketing scam just to get people to go out and buy shit. And you know what? There could be some truth to that. But then I was thinking this past month that, you know, I think all this, the songs, the lights, Santa Claus, family, this is all by design. And not a design for marketing. This is by design because December itself might actually be the worst month of the calendar year. You know, from a professional standpoint, people are working long hours. They're crunching their numbers at the end of the year. Some people are getting laid off. Environmentally, you're getting the least amount of sunlight here. Shortest day of the freaking year is in December, winter solstice. You know, seasonal depression's coming in. The weather's getting bad. It's snowing. People are getting into car accidents. Traffic's going up. So I think this whole, you know, the songs on the radio of them being all upbeat and Santa Claus, ho, 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 and buying gifts for your friends and being with your family, it it is this whole idea of spreading holiday cheer, I think is a real thing to 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 actually physically cheer people up from the fact that December is the fucking worst month out of the year. So if you got it in you, don't be a fucking Grinch. <laughs> you know, it sounds corny, but don't be. Don't be that asshole who's like, oh, fuck Christmas music. Fuck this bullshit. This time of year sucks. Because all you're doing, you're bringing everybody else down with you. And, you know, 
who's that helping? Is it helping you, bringing everybody down with you? It's not helping anybody else. It's not helping your neighbors, your community, your family. Be a good cheer. Spread the holiday spirit. Put on the Christmas music. Wear the fucking Santa hat. Buy your friend a gift. Say hi to somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Catch up with somebody. You know, I think everybody should get involved in this Christmas spirit because I think it would, you know, what rounds out the year better than that positivity? What's going to start your next year better? You know, if you leave it off in that good way. And I, I hope that makes sense. Like I said, I've just been trying to figure out how to put that into words. And I hope it makes a little bit of sense. But, you know, the Christmas spirit, you got to jump all in. It, I, I, I don't know. I think there's some, I think there's some, some therapy and some science behind it. Uh, if any of you out there, psychiatrists, you got degrees or whatever, you think what I'm saying uh, is getting to something, you let me know. Because personally, I think I, I might be on to something here. Moving forward, as my mind, you know, starts to wander and I think about this idea of Christmas songs being a natural way of making us happier in a depressing time of year, you start to, you know, my mind is trying to figure out why I'm even thinking about all this. And, you know, you find yourself really doing a lot of reflection and when you sit behind the wheel of a truck for long periods of time, there's only so much music and podcasts you can listen to before you just really want to sit in silence and listen to the CB static. And your mind starts to float and wander. And I think about, you know, you think about your friends, you think about your family, you think about life and you question every decision you made. And <laughs> it go it goes on and on. And then you think about the tragedies you yourself have dealt with in December. You think about what's recently happened you know, with the weather phenomenons and tornadoes that just ripped through the Midwest. We don't even have the death toll. You know, these people, their lives have been destroyed. You know, how are they supposed to come back from it? You know, my heart, my heart goes out to those people. And, you know, I think about the tragedies that I've had in December. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the time and talk about, you know, one of my good friends, William Krause, who was killed in an IED explosion on December 21st, 2010, near the Kajaki Dam in Helmand Province, Afghanistan. I, I miss that kid every day. Uh, you know, 11 years. It's a long time. That's a lot of life. Think about your past 11 years, everything you've done. You know, that's 11 years I I wish, you know, Kraus, Kraus could get. You know, it'd be great if, you know, even if he could get one more or one day. You know, think of all you can do in that period of time. I've mentioned him in previous episodes, my, my friend Matt Brown. You know, lost him in November, three years ago. You think about what you can do in three years' time. I think about what I've done in three years. Look at the past three years. I've gotten married. I moved to a new state. I changed careers. 
I bought a house. I started a podcast. In three years, you know, I'm doing some things that sometimes can take lifetimes for for people. I think one of the biggest curses and blessings out there is we don't know when we're going to die. We don't. If you did, what would you do differently? I think that's a, you know, such a tough question. If you knew the amount of time you had left, what would you do? And our friends and family who passed on, they didn't know. Now, they may have had some sort of you know, terminal illness, and maybe they did know. And if you listen to interviews of people who've been diagnosed and have been given a time limit on their life, some of them describe it as the most liberating thing they've ever felt in their life because they knew you know, there was an expiration date and there was a lot of stuff they'd probably been putting off that they wanted to get done, but that's a very rare thing thing and it that's not the norm look i'm sorry for the gaps of silence but this is very difficult to put into words these are tough things to talk about that's why i'm doing it because it's tough and i'm just trying to hold it together so i don't turn into a blubbering mess in the back of my truck So where am I getting at with all of this? I'll tell you where I'm getting at. You need to bet on yourself. You need to do what you got to do. You need to do what you want to do and go all in and bet on yourself. You fail, you double down. You fail, you double down again. You keep going until you are where you want to be because whether you like it or not, death is coming. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know the meaning of life, but it sure as shit ain't being unhappy. All right. I hope that uh, frothed you up a little bit. Maybe got you in the Christmas spirit. You know, imagine driving around and, you know, for weeks and this shit's just up fermenting in my brain. And I'm thinking about how the fuck am I going to get this out there on a track, you know, to where it even makes a, a lick's worth of sense. <laughs> uh, but um, that that's <laughs> but I did it. There you go. I did. It. I got it. I got it out there for you. I wanted to close out this episode with kind of another way of explaining the direction of how I'd like to go with the podcast. Like I said, I want to start incorporating people into it. And there's a link on the Anchor app. It's really cool that I can post and people can send me voice messages, ask questions, what have you. And as I get better in the podcasting thing and I start to bring my computer on the road, with me i'd love to have guests on and we can have conversations it'll kind of give me the kick in the ass i need to figure out how to edit these things better but i i posted the link to sending me a voice message on instagram uh not too long ago and i got a i got a reply from a very good friend former teammate of mine mark shout out thanks for listening to the podcast man i really appreciate your voice message i'm going to be posting that link in my instagram and i'll start putting it on blast there so you guys can send me a little voice message he asked me a question and i'm going to play it for you guys and then i'm going to give my response oh michael 
While you're on the road for such long hours, do you ever just reminisce about the old lacrosse days? If so, what is your fondest memory of the team? Is there any particular person you miss the most? I know it ain't me, but I'm just saying I miss you, bud. Mark, thanks for your question, man. I can tell you straight up that not a day goes by where I don't think about being a member of the University of New Haven men's lacrosse team. I was honored to play with you guys. Very blessed to have the opportunity to play the great game of lacrosse. Favorite in-game memory? Any Ryan Brower goal? No, kidding. Uh, favorite in-game memory for me would have been senior night, my senior year, when I sent that kid to the stratosphere and the, the crowd roared over it. There's no, There was no feeling quite like it. But really the best overall memory of being on a lacrosse team it's got to be the experience, and I'm kind of stealing a line from The Sopranos here, right from episode one, where Tony talks about how he knows it's good to get into something at the ground floor and build it up. And that's something I feel like our generation hasn't had a lot of opportunities to do in our lives. But joining the lacrosse team in the year I did was a rare opportunity to really get into something at the ground floor. The program itself was kind of going through a rebrand. They weren't practicing as often as they should have. They were having a hard time getting guys to show up. And when I showed up in the fall of 2012 as a loud, proud idiot who, you know, was full of himself, uh, this team took me right the fuck in because I, you know, showed up, <laughs> said I wanted to, you know, hit people and have fun and be involved in something bigger than myself and you know the the ground rules were laid out hey we're getting a new coach this is what we're doing for fall ball spring's gonna be monday through friday 6 a.m it's no bullshit you don't show up you're late you ain't playing i was all in some people quit because of the the kind of the new regime that started but then more people joined and by the time i left the the team was the biggest it ever had been and more people joined the team even after i had graduated and that's fucking something to be damn proud of that we all did building that team back up into a reputable program in the league you know having a winning record going to playoffs you know that's that's a fucking memory that's something that i i'm very proud to carry with for the rest of my life and I got to do it with you, bud. So thanks for asking. Oh, and who do I miss most? Easy. Kyle Saggio. <laughs> All right. Let's start to wrap this up. But before I let you go, I wanted to let you guys in on a little bit of insider baseball. What's going on in the supply chain world? I know that's the talk of the town with inflation and yada, yada. But I want to let you in on some intelligence that I've found out as I've been driving the last few weeks. Now, a good friend of mine, also fellow Marine, he has a YouTube channel called The Travel Trucker. Go check him out. He was talking to me the other day. We talk on the phone quite often. We have another mutual friend who's a prior Marine. He's an owner-operator, owns his own chassis. Instead of a trailer, he goes to ports and picks up containers that come off ports. And the word on the street is that the Port of Savannah is the busiest port right now on the East Coast. They have skyscraper stacks of containers going on out there and the problem is obviously they're not getting a lot of trucks in there to pick these containers up because of the amount of containers 
but where it's getting hit on the back end is these containers are staying there and after three days the port begins to charge companies four hundred dollars a day for each container to stay there walmart is really the only company that's kind of avoiding this walmart's been buying their own containers have been having their own drivers pick them up from railroads i did this earlier this year working for pam transport i had brought some containers from the bnsf rail yard in fort worth right back to a walmart dc and sanger because if the containers were left there BNSF was going to then charge Walmart for their containers to sit there. Another little thing going on, and I got this just shooting the shit with a guy over the CB radio. We were, uh, he was complaining about some asshole driving, and I was, I turned up the radio and I asked what was going on. We just got engaged in a little bit of a conversation, and then traffic was moving slow, and I eventually we we kind of talked about which you know trucks each other were in. And, he was hauling a step deck flatbed trailer that was pulling this. It looked like a fucking transformer. It was, you know, it was this massive machine that is used to pave sidewalks and roads. And I guess they're made in Iowa. And he was on his way to bringing it. I forget which port he said he was bringing it to, but it was supposed to go on a ship and was being exported to Taiwan. And I guess that's a, we sell a lot of these things throughout the country and i was like oh shit that that's pretty cool and what he was telling me is that he was recently in laporte texas which is right by houston and baytown that area and he was bringing one of those machines down to laporte recently and it was supposed to go on into a container onto a ship and off to some other country and he had gotten to Texas and when he was coordinating the, the drop of, you know, because obviously that thing needs to be taken off the step deck trailer, he found out that that ship uh, couldn't dock at that port for three months. So there you go. There you have it. That's what's going on out there. It's a busy, busy world. Consumer demand is up. There's a lot of shit going on. But I could tell you firsthand there are more trucks on the road probably now than there has ever been. There's guys who are out here hustling. They're on the grind. They're going to be working the holidays. Uh, so if you want to help improve any of these supply chain issues, the the probably the best advice I can give is uh, stay off your phone. Give them room, man. Let these guys go in and out of traffic. Uh, if you can't see their mirrors, they can't see you. Uh, pretty simple concept out there. Be safe out there. Drive safe over the holidays. Thank you all again for listening means the world to me. Doing this podcast has been kind of a little bit of therapy, getting my thoughts out there, engaging with you guys on the back end. If you or anybody you know is interested in getting their CDL, and getting out here, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Lombard Trucking. And as always, if you ever want to talk, I'll be here.